I'm the underdog with the heroic card. I'm Eric Jones Jr. I have to keep pushing for my kids. If I give up, what's that leave them with? Nothing. I have to understand that it's bigger than me. That it's not about me when I wake up and go to work. It's not about me when I'm reading and educate myself. It's not about me when I'm practicing my speeches. It's not about me. It's about my family. Hey, 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 you're now tuned in to Underdog Talk. I'm your host, Eric Jones Jr., and I have conversations with successful underdogs. And today we have Brandon, how you say your last name? Xanders. Xanders. I don't like yes, that stupid name. How you doing today? I'm good. How you feeling, bro? I'm good. I'm good. I appreciate you coming in straight out, out, out the road. So uh, let's get straight on into it. Well, we had an interview before, uh, a small interview. Now we're going to do the full thing and know the story about you. So tell everybody, you from the region, 219. I'm from Michigan City. So tell tell us like your journey as a kid, like what you went through and all those different things. Okay, so as, as far back as I can remember, it's like grew up in a single-parent home, you feel me? Pops was in and out, you know. He was there, but, you know, you know how that go. Yeah. So, um... I ain't really like school like that, you feel me? I can never really focus. I ain't I ain't really, it was hard for me to fit in because I was always, I ain't know at the end, but I was always different, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I went through a lot of motherfuckers. I mean, can I cuss? Yeah, you can cuss. All right, so people, you know what I'm saying? They talk about me, they laugh at me, you feel me? Try to put me down, all that. Went through all that, you know what I'm saying? I was uh, in and out the hospital because I had, had surgery mm -hmm. for like stomach problems and shit like that, like. I had to go get my, I don't want to get too deep, but yeah. I had to, you know what I'm saying, basically get a lot of surgeries. I had bowel problems. So yeah. from like, i say about maybe five to about, it stopped when I was like 11, 12. Mm -hmm. That's when I stopped getting surgeries and I could be normal, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I used to have to walk around with a uh, colostomy bag and I had a bar button and it was crazy. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. So um, after that, it was like, it was well. That made it hard. I'm, I'm gonna stay on that. That made it hard to be to fit in in school. You feel me? That's where. That's really where it started. Like everybody talking about me and all that, and um, it just it just made me stronger though. After that, yeah. So that's elementary. Um, up on through middle school, just basically like any other kid. Almost you got to find your way. You trying to find yeah. yourself. You feel me? Trying to fit in, trying to be cool, whatever. Um, get the girls. You feel me? High school. I uh, was just trying to get money. You know what I'm saying? So like, wait a minute, damn. Hold on. <laughs> High school. I was just trying to get money because we was. I don't know. It's like we had it hard, but we ain't have it that hard. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. So. It, it was just in me to hustle. I used to just sell candy, sell chips, sell juices, all that. And um, from there, you want me to stay on the childhood, or you want me to just nah, keep you going? Just your little, like your journey going all the way until, up like, until. like up until like adulthood. Till you like right before you kind of like, aha! I need to get my act together. Right a high moment that you had where you was like, okay, I need to, I need to change what I'm doing, or I'm gonna go down the wrong path. Okay, uh, let me see. The aha moment. Well, before the aha moment or the aha moment. 
however you want to, uh, you know, describe it. Okay, so I um grew up, it was like I tried to sell weed. I wasn't good at that. You feel me? So I just started stealing shit, and I was a lot good at that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was I steal shit, sell it. You feel me? Try to sell it for more. But before I got into it, it was I remember it was this boy on the bus, one of the older kids. You feel me? He asked me to hold something that he stole, and I was like, man, I ain't holding that. And he was like, man, y'all can tell you don't get no pussy. You feel me? So yeah. I'm like, I'm like, man, whatever. So. But I saw that's how they was getting money, so I'm like, all right, man, maybe I could try that. And shit, I started doing it, made some money off of it. You feel me? Um, that was probably like, I don't even remember when I first started. I probably had like preteens and still phones, laptops. You feel me? Whatever I can get my hands on. And um, i say about 16, it hit me. That's when I went to Juvie for... We hit the stain with my friends and shit on these uh, basketball players at IU, and um, it uh, it it woke me up. You feel me? Like just being able to sit down and being away from everybody, I realized that ain't how I want to go. You know what I'm saying? So that's when I uh, that's when I like just changed my whole life up. You feel me? Yeah, I feel you on that, and I understand the uh. Kids bullying you because uh, I used to get bullied. I used to have to have surgeries, have cast on, all different kinds of stuff. So I understand that. But I was I I wasn't going. I just couldn't like it got to a point where it's like all right, y'all want to joke? I'm a joke back with y'all. And then people would be mad and we want to fight. It's like why you want to fight me? You don't want to start you know bullying me. Right. So I just I I stood up for. I didn't get in a lot of fights, but I did get in some because. I just wasn't going, man. I just, my mom ain't raised no punk, but it wasn't like I ever tell kids to, to fight somebody, but you got to stand up for yourself. And then uh, I was a little older when I was doing, uh, I don't think I ever said it, but I used to, me and my homies, we used to uh, hit sting, hit licks back mm -hmm. in the day. And it just, to me, it just always was like, no, nah, this ain't right. This just, it's just something about it wasn't right. And I used to say that when we, why we doing stuff? And it was like, no, nah, this ain't for me. Cause now being an adult and looking at it, I remember I got my car stole and people be like, why you leave your car running? And in my mind, I'm like, it's cause I bought it. It's cause it's mine. Like I shouldn't have to be worried to go anywhere and leave my car, but this the world we live in. So it's like, I understand why we was doing it, but as older, it's like, nah, it's other ways to go about doing that. And we used to do other little stuff too. And it was like, it's kind of like, you don't know nothing else to do. Like, those are the hustles that come money quick. You want to go out there and get that money. But then some people went to jail. Nobody got harmed or nothing of that sort. But most people, some people went to jail and now they got a record because we wanted to do the dumb stuff. So I definitely understand the reasons why. Mm -hmm. But then being an adult, you got to be like, mm, it's other ways. So <clears throat> when you went to Juvie, uh, how was that? Like, I never... I've always known people to go there, but I never asked them like, "How is it? How like how was Juvie like being a teenager and then having to go be like kind of, not locked up but kind of locked up?" It was, it was cool. It was like the worst. I think the worst part of it was being by yourself, and that's 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 kind of why I learned to be okay with being by myself. Yeah, you feel me because. You sitting there, you ain't you face with your thoughts, you face with yourself, you got all these niggas around you, 
banging on the doors, yelling, screaming, you feel me? Like, I remember my first night when I walked in there, <laughs> and it was like, it was just rows of niggas in the doors, I mean, in the windows, you feel me, banging on the door and shit like that, and I'm like, like, damn, you feel me? Like, I'm really in this bitch. Yeah. So I was just like, I could remember, like, I'm going to make it out. That's all I was thinking about. Yeah. And the whole time, it wasn't even that bad. I'm thinking it's like the movies, you feel me? <laughs> yeah, that's like, you got to, you know what I'm saying? But the whole time, it wasn't even that bad. It was really, it was juvie. It was for the kids type yeah. shit. So um, it was cool. Though. It was like that first that first night, I thought I had to, I thought I was going to have to fight as soon as I came out. Yeah. So I would, that night, I just hit hella, like hella push-ups. And I ain't yeah. never did push-ups before that. <laughs> You feel me? But that night, I was like, yeah, I got to get right. So did them push-ups that night or whatever. Woke up in the morning. I just looked around. Everybody was cool type shit. You yeah. feel me? So it was cool. It was just like the waiting. And then I was supposed to get out. I was The waiting to get out was the bad part. Yeah. It was, it was the fucked up part because it was like I was supposed to go home. But then my pops was like, nah, we going to let him sit in there. Mm. So I'm like, damn, like, all right. I was so mad I ain't even look at them when, when the judge told me, you know, you got to go back type shit. Yeah. I just walked back out, and I remember it was these two little boys. They were sitting there, they were sitting there crying and shit, and I'm like, oh, man, y'all better. You feel me? Can't be doing that in here. I already knew that. So it wasn't too bad. I probably got into a couple um, couple of issues, but it ain't, like, escalate. You feel yeah. me? Like, one time I'm sitting, chilling like this, this dude, he said something slick. So I got up and I squatted up with him. We squatted up. And he like, what's up? I'm like, what's up? So, but ain't nobody swing because it was like, <laughs> you knew oh, time. Yeah. yeah, you know if you swing, you're going to get more time. And yeah. I peed what he was on. Like, he was trying to keep me in there longer. Yeah. He knew I was finna get out, but he was mm. in there for a minute. Yeah. So I'm like, what's up? Shit. And I'm just waiting on him to swing and never swing. So I'm like, all right, shit, fuck yeah. it. You feel me? Yeah. But um, they, it was that one. And then, like, another crazy, the craziest thing I saw was probably I had this homie in there. He was, I ain't gonna lie, he was on good bullshit with everybody. So, <laughs> it kind of, he kind of had it coming, you feel me? But, uh, he was like, they had this thing in there called, I think it was like red, cold red or cold green yeah. or some shit. And he'd be like, cold red and just star shit. Like, he'd take motherfuckers' trays and get in motherfuckers' faces, all that. So, I guess one night they got tired of it. It's a it's a group over there upstairs. We all downstairs watching TV and shit. They it's finna be time to go up. So we get our we get our stuff ready to go up. We usually go this way yeah. and they go that way. Cause mine's is mine's is in the middle. His cell is at the corner. For some reason he go that way to mess with some little little white boy or whatever. He start trying to play fight with the niggas. So I go in my cell. Put my uh get my my bed ready or whatever. I go back out. I'm like, look back. I'm like, damn, what the fuck he doing? He's still over there with him. So I'm like, alright. So I go back, and I come back. I just see him bagging up. I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck going on? So when I realized this nigga just rushed back, cause like about six niggas rushed on him. Yeah. So he rushed back. They pushed my door closed and just started beating him. You feel mm-hmm. me? So I'm just watching the whole thing go down. They got him up against the wall. Leaking, he leaking, you feel me? I'm like, damn, I'm like, let me the fuck out, you feel yeah, me? Like, you, I'm trying to help him out, you know what I'm saying? And that shit was sickening to watch, but he got up, they all ran, they all ran to themselves. So I'm like, damn, this nigga, you feel me? These yeah. niggas, that was probably the craziest thing I saw. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure, like, 
Dang, that sound, that's now that sound like a movie type thing, like where you in there and then the uh, the, uh, the person you close to. But people in there gotta realize, like sometimes, okay, you on bullshit, somebody else gonna be on bullshit, and people can only take so much. So uh, when your pops left you in there, what lesson did you you didn't learn? I know you didn't learn a lesson right away because you was mad. But what lesson do you think you learned by him making you stay in there longer? Uh, I think it was he let he let me know like whatever you do is gonna be consequences to it, and I ain't gonna be able to be there for you all the time. So you yeah. know you gonna have to stand on it on your own. You know what I'm saying? That was probably the biggest lesson, and it it made me really change because it was like I remember my first day in there, and we in we in line going to uh, going to what's it called brunch or something like that. I'm like, man, it's sweet. I, I'm coming back. I ain't gonna lie. Like it was, it was, it's stupid, but it was funny back then. You feel me? I'm like, oh, this is sweet. I'm coming back. So then I go to court. I'm thinking I'm finna get out. Everybody telling me I'm finna get out. He telling me I gotta stay in. I'm like, damn. So uh, yeah, yeah. Back to the point. That's that's another thing it taught me. It taught me that uh, that I really need to change. You feel me? Yeah. That it changed my mindset because it went from oh, I'm coming back to oh, I ain't coming back. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Fuck that. You feel yeah, me? Because sometimes people go in, come back, go in, come out, come out. I got a young homie from probably 12 or 13. He been in and out because that's like he kind of only know that. But that's that's a good lesson to learn about consequences because I think some young people, they don't think about it. Like, I'm going to just do this. But there's always consequences. Them consequences might not come when you think. They're going to come later because it's called karma. Like, I'm sure stuff that happened to me later in life is because the dumb stuff I was doing when I was younger, and we don't realize that them consequences they come and they ain't they they don't care where you at in life what what you got going on like mm-hmm. they gonna come and they gonna they gonna get you and sometimes they gonna get you with some handcuffs. I remember I've been I ain't, I ain't never been locked up where they booked me or nothing, but I've been handcuffed and went down there. And I remember I was in for just one day, 24 hours, and I'm looking around. I'm it's cold. I looked at the food. I said, "No, this is not me. Oh, I man. would never, <laughs> ever like do nothing." It was because I had a bad license, but it was like, "No, I'm definitely not coming back in here." I don't even see how people do it. Like in that little time, I seen somebody try to attempt to commit suicide. It was almost a fight. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm. I don't weigh but a buck forty. I, I can't be in here." Oh, and sometimes it takes somebody to go and see that. Because I got a partner, he was 20. He went and done some dumb stuff and got attempted murder. He been in there almost eight years. Like, he's like, man, this seemed quick. It's so much stuff that happened in life. He done missed his whole 20s because of one dumb mistake that you do. And we got to realize, one dumb mistake will take you out. Because I remember that, that stealing... <laughs> I, a mom, forgive me, but I used to steal when I and I was good at it. Like you said, <laughs> they used to call me Sticky Ricky because I was smooth. Because most people wouldn't think all oh, the kid with the short arms he gonna he ain't gonna be on that man. I was so slick, but yeah. I didn't get caught then. But I'm sure that karma came back. Definitely. So after yeah. you, you know, you got your act together a little bit. You, uh, you know, turned a young adult. What was life like after that? After juvie, like. Where your mindset changed, like what did you do? Like what did you do when you got out? Did you like, all right, I'm gonna finish school, or did you do something else? I was like, I, I gotta finish school because I gotta pick up where I left off, and I gotta just stay on a straight path. And then that was really what my uh, 
I don't know if it was called a parole. It wasn't a parole officer, but it, the motherfucker that let you out and yeah. make sure you straight. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, you got to go to school. You can't get no fights. You can't do this. You can't do that. So I'm like, all right, I got to go to school. We probably had like a month left. You feel me? So I uh, went back to school. I was like, bro, I ain't stealing shit else. <laughs> Even though, you know, your motherfucker might still look yeah, candy or yeah. something. But I'm like, I ain't finna do no big shit. I ain't finna, you know what I'm saying, yeah. crash out. So I had just changed, bro. I had, I stopped doing what I used to do. You feel me? I finished school. I think I finished school. I ain't, nah, matter of fact, nah, I finished it for that year. Yeah. And then, that's that's a whole nother story about the school shit, but I finished it for that year. And, um, just changed up, just stopped stealing shit, pretty much. Stopped doing the big shit. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? Yeah, because... Yeah, I'm glad because you understood. Like, nah, it ain't worth it. So, um, after school, like, what? Like, as a young adult, because you still how old are you? I'm 24. Yeah, so you still young. So after you know you finish with school, you you turn 18. You're an adult per se. What do you what what you start doing? Do you go to college? Do you go get you a job? What What do you do after that? So I after that fast forward. When we went back to school, like when I got off all the, you know, got my shit expunged and all that, yeah. I was just, I was still kind of, I was back on the dumb shit a little bit, hanging with who I used to hang with, you feel me? Um, and what got me up out of there, what got me out of school was this one dude, he had said something about my uncle or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I fought him, got suspended for that, and I can't try to come back. They said, uh, it's either... You, it's either you fucking, you, we got to let you go or he going to press charges type shit. Mm-hmm. So my pops was like, well, I don't want him to press charges. So he took me out. So I was just at home trying to get a job, couldn't get a job, trying to figure out what to do. You feel me? And then Gary ain't really no jobs like that anyway. So especially for like a 17-year-old. So I'm like, man, damn, what I'm finna do? Motherfuckers was always telling me like, bro, you should go to job court. You know what I'm saying? You can get your diploma. You get this, get that. So I'm like. All right, they they been telling me that when I was 16, but I'm like, man, I ain't trying to, you know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to leave right now. Yeah. But around this time, it was like, it wasn't nothing else to do. <laughs> you feel me? So yeah. I ended up signing up for that. I uh, had to stop smoking to go there. So I stopped smoking. I stopped hanging with my homies so much because they was trying to, they was trying to go a certain way and I wasn't trying to go that way no more. Yeah. So I kind of fell back from them. You feel me? And then got ready to go to job corps. I went there. I was in there for like about two and a half years. And then got my diploma. I got a trade in um, HBI, Home Builders Institute. It's like construction, like the mm-hmm. inside. Because yeah. it was like, it was either that, carpentry, nursing, cooking, or something else. And it was like, that was the only logical, <laughs> yeah. only logical move that make money. So I'm like, all right, let me do that. So I get in there. I'm like, I realized after a while it wasn't for me. You feel me? Like the actually yeah. working and yeah, doing that shit. I'm like, I'm like, nah, I'm going to be the nigga that paid them to do it. You feel yeah. me? And they do it for me. So, all right, but I ended up finishing it, though. You feel me? I got into at, at first, and then I was cool. But it was like towards the end, that's when I started getting into shit because I had got all my shit because I was like, I'm finna go here. I'm finna get my money. I'm finna stay out the way, and I'm finna get my diploma and all that. So after I got all that, I got my driver's license, got my got my diploma, 
and I got my trade. I'm like, damn, should I do? I'm, but they was like, if you stay, if you stay and take this little college course, then you can stay. And I stacked, the, I stacked a lot of bread in that. So I'm like, shit, fuck it, let me stay. So I took a course in um, community college and communication for like a probably like a semester, and I kind of dropped out. And I'm low key glad I did because it, it definitely helped me like learn to communicate better. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And um, while I was in there, while I was in Job Corps, <laughs> I I did exactly what I said I was gonna do. I uh, got my money. You know, you know. I, I don't know if you heard about Job Corps, but in that, like, squares, it, like, they be fiending for them. So yeah. I'm trying to figure out a hustle, you feel me? And somebody put me on game about that. I'm like, I right, bet how much they bound for. He said a dollar. How much it cost? It was probably, like, $6 a box back then. So yeah. I'm like, I right, bet I'm going to start selling squares. <laughs> started selling squares, selling snacks. It was the same shit from school, for real, but... I was more low key and I stayed to myself because I learned from, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm gonna just stay to myself, get my money, stay out the way and do my thing. So all the, all the staff and security fucked with me because I was, you know, I was yeah. on my stuff. So they were like, oh, you're a good kid, woo So they wouldn't expect nothing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was doing that. I had the, uh, <laughs> I had the Adderall because, you know, the white boys in there, they want to pop the Adderall and yeah. shit. So I had, Acted like I couldn't. I ain't really act like, but it was hard for me to focus in school anyway. Yeah. So I went to the little prescription dude. Was like, man, it's hard to focus. Ooh, I need some Adderall. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ooh. So I got some of those. Start getting them off. You feel me? Start getting them off at my job and job corps. And then, uh, yeah, after I made my little money off of that, I was like, I need to get a job. Start working at this factory. Start making like twelve some hour. Stacked up hella bread. After that, after I went through that, I'm like, man, I need to, uh, I don't know. It, it was, just, I think I, I wanted to have fun because I, I got tired of working. I was always working, work, go back, you know what I'm saying, back and forth, taking the bus, catching rides, walking. So I'm like, man, I need a car. So once I bought a car, that's when I started buying all the clothes, the jewelry, getting into stuff, you feel me, messing with the females and all that. So then, um, that's when, that's when I start like getting in trouble towards the end, and I'm like, damn, like <laughs> I did all this just to you feel me, yeah. kind of fall back because one of the security guards is like, most people they get in trouble when they first come in. You you went you you got your stuff and then you get in trouble at the end. So I'm like, yeah, it's alright, but I'm I got my shit, so I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what that was like. And then uh, after that, I'm like, all right, what's the next move? Because my whole mindset is always, what's the next move? What's the next move? So I'm like, all right, I got all this. What's the next move? And then it was like life insurance, you feel me? Some people, I found some people on Facebook, they was talking about uh, you sell life insurance, you get to be your own boss and all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, let me check that out. They but they was based in Chicago, so man, you Chicago probably like an hour away from the G or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, so I can go back home, move back in with my OG, travel back and forth to Chicago. So I started doing that for a minute. Realized yeah. it wasn't for me, you feel me? I'm like, man, this shit over with. And then my grandma died. So that shit kinda just it threw me off, you feel me? So I gave up on it. 
And then um, I think I was just at home. After that, I was just at home doing whatever. You feel me? And then I, uh, yeah. <laughs> so from listening to what you said, it's like from even a shorty, you always knew how to hustle. You knew always knew kind of like what the people around you needed. Like, or yeah. what you needed to do uh, to get whatever you needed. <clears throat> so now uh, you you do a lot because I, I interviewed you before. So I know you're a jack of all trades. So that kind of makes sense. You've done a lot of different stuff. But low key, when you said uh, cooking, cooking is really where it's at. Because I remember when I was in high school, they had culinary arts and we could go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in the class, right? My homie that did all the cooking, that did all the work. Now he got a food truck, he got a little restaurant and everything because he was the one that actually did it. So I wish I would have actually, like, would have been cooking and did what I needed to do in school. Like Mm -hmm. you said, you took that one course. Like, I took several courses, but I never paid attention to it. Like, I don't remember school. I hated school, and now I'm a teacher and I work in the schools. It's weird to me that that happens. But now it's like I understand the importance of learning and getting an education and not necessarily the education that they give you. Like, you can learn certain stuff at school, but you need to learn certain skills. I think they need to teach more skills in school instead of... The basics. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of stuff, like, it don't help you. Geometry ain't going to help me. Right. Like, you need to learn entrepreneur, like, money. I feel like money classes should be in there because we don't know how to deal with money until we get older. Right. um, And it's too late by then. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm 30... 35 plus and it's like I just learned a few years ago like money and everything is really discipline I was just interviewing a person it's really discipline if you know how to if you know money and then you just discipline you'll be able to have the money so mm-hmm. you're a jack of all trades you do different stuff um how do you balance life um like with having a girl with having family with hanging out with your homies but then also understanding there's more to life than just kicking it. You got to do all these different things. So how do you balance everything? I try to... I don't know. It's kind of a hard balance for real. I feel like I'm just now learning to have that balance between having fun and giving time to family and still hustling, you feel me? But um, I just try to, like, divide it up. Like, I try to utilize every minute, every hour, every weekend, every week, you feel me? So... During the week, I work five days a week, except for today type mm-hmm. of shit. I work six days, but I, when I'm not at work, I'm trying to either study, trying to read, trying to exercise, um, or if something come up, like an event, like go out with my homies, boom. Sometimes I go back home, boom, there's family, you feel me? So I just, I just kind of like, I try to organize it, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Or, or just spur the moment, I'll be like, Oh, let me go see my homies on. Let me go see my family on. You feel me? Oh, let me go do this. That's really what I do. I kind of like do it off the moment type shit. Yeah. I'm like, all right, let me do this. I'm doing too much of that. Let me go do this. You feel me? Yeah. So that's how. That's kind of how I balance it. Yeah, that's... I'm still working on that. Like, because my son, he come over on a weekend. So I try not to have to work. But like this weekend, like it was just busy. Like, I'm like, bro, I'm sorry. I got to get this stuff done. But he also has had fun. I also understood, all right... 
at some point in the day, we got to have fun or at least set him up to where he have fun because mm -hmm. I want to always be working. But then it's like you got to explain to your friends or your family, like, hey, I got to do this right now. Like, it's hard work first and then play later because – you young, you 20. Like, when I was your age, man, I wasn't thinking about, you know, working, none of that. I was partying, having fun. Like, I, yeah, 24, I wasn't thinking about none of that. I was just living life. I wasn't even thinking about a year later. I was thinking about just making it through the day. So I applaud a lot of y'all young people that are getting it at a young age because we wasn't, we wasn't thinking about that. So... <clears throat> You you got a you got a job and you got a, uh, a hustle. You got your music. Um, what inspires you to make songs? Like, is it yeah? What like is it people or is it life or is it just stuff that pop in your brain that inspires you to make the music that you make? It's a little bit of everything that you see. Like like I, I could be like we talking right now, and you might say something that's catchy. I'll be like. Oh damn, that's catchy. Let me rhyme that with something, you feel me? Or you say something that rhyme, I'll be like, oh, let me write that down right quick. It'd be that, or it'd be like my story, what I went through, you feel me? Or like people, what they go through. I'd be like, oh, yeah, let me write about that, you know what I'm saying? So it's really a balance of all of them, you feel me? Or if I like, um, I read a lot too, so that really helped me with the the putting it together and the, the sequencing of it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what really inspired me. And like I said, like, um, therapy is therapeutic. You feel yeah. me? Like I said last time. Yeah. And that's that's funny because as a speaker, that's the same thing. Like, I, I use my life or what I see going on or, like, it could be something somebody said, I'll write it down or a thought come. I was in an Uber earlier and... I was listening and they was talking about oh who gonna be in the um, the NFL championship already season just started it's like dang do we think about when we gonna be in the championship of our life we always predicting and be like oh I think my team gone but when your home team actually you gonna make it to the championship and I just thought about it I'm like okay let me write that down so when I get out I can do a video so it's like the same with a speaker and a, a musician. Like different things, you know, inspire you. So, mm -hmm. um, still being young, because twenty four, yeah, you still, you still young. What is the goal for you, like the long run? Because I know you do a, a lot of different stuff, but what's the like? What is your main goal for by the time you thirty? By the time I'm thirty, I definitely want to be more in tune with the music, like more of an artist, you know what I'm saying? Like have more music out there, at least be close to making money off of it, you know what I'm saying? Um, by 30, wanna be in shape, definitely be more in shape. Um, by 30. Yeah, more music, more into the music, more in shape. More focus, more discipline, just more everything, more life. You feel yeah. me? And I, I like that you said more in shape because I didn't understand when I was in my 20s that you got to prepare for your 30s because when you hit your 30s, like your body start hurting different. Like it's, it's the recovery ain't the same. Like if you go out and you might go drinking when you're in your 20s, you boom, you gone. Nice 30s, you, you, you might be down for a day or two. So that, that's good. Um, with the music, what's some of the hardest challenges you've had right now to like get your music out to to the world? Um, 
I would say, I guess getting people to getting people to pay attention. That's that's one of the big ones. You feel me? How to market it? You know what I'm saying? Um, and another one is trying to get my shit on the DSPs, like the uh, distribution platform. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? Getting that copyright, like getting all the logistics in the in the you know what I'm saying, the yeah. paperwork and all that shit together. It's it's really not like a, not much of a challenge. It's just, it's just the challenge is to sit down and actually focus and yeah. get it done. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because it's like I'm always ripping and running, and it's like that's the most important part is the foundation of it. So that's like one of the a few of the biggest challenges about it. You know what I'm saying? I like that you said that because people don't realize the foundation, the paperwork. Like if you don't have that paperwork, if you don't have like stuff in store or the copyright and stuff, mm-hmm. like you could be hot, it could be booming, but then two years down the line, somebody like, oh yeah, you, you, this already copyrighted or whatever. So I definitely understand that. I think sometimes we miss the the basics or the logistics of stuff. Like, cause growing up, we see hustlers, we see people on the move. That's cool, but to have ownership and to do it the right way, you gotta have, like you said, that foundation of that paperwork. So I definitely understand that. But see, for a podcast, it's easier, cause you could just uh, sign up to like Anchor or, or different little things, and it distribute everywhere. So it's easy for you to do it that way than it is, you know, with music. So <clears throat> definitely, how do you know uh, when you got a hit? Or you got something that you like, all right, boom. You didn't record it. 20 songs, but you only picked one out of that 20 songs. How do you know that's the one? I think just off the just off the vibe of it. Or, or sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you could just be making a song, and to you, you might not like it, but somebody else would be like, oh, fuck with that. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? And be like, damn, I ain't even know. Or sometimes you could hear it, and you'd be like, that's... It just click, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's just it vibe. It's easy to listen to. The mix and mastering is good. The everything about the song is just good. You just know it's right. You feel me? Yeah. So yeah. that's what I feel like. That's I, how you know I, you got ahead. I feel you on that because back in but back in the day, I like I rap, but I'm more of a freestyler. But I made a couple songs, and I remember like the one song. I'm mad. I don't know what happened to it. Oh, well, my bro, he ended up getting locked up, so we didn't really get to put it out. But I remember it was like a nice song, and I was like, man, this is a hit. Or when I do videos, some of the videos I be thinking that's fire, that I be like, when I'm done, I'm like, yeah, Mm -hmm. it don't even be like that. But then the ones I just do real quick, them be the ones that get the most views and stuff like that. I be like, dang. So it's really... And I think for people that's listening, like no matter what you do, if you got an audience, remember what your audience like. Like, if it's music, say you got two or three songs and one song got a little more views, a little more likes, maybe that's the kind of music that the people want from you. Or if you, whatever you do on social media, go to your views and understand your audience because they're going to tell you what what they want to hear from you. It ain't always about what you want to put out. It's about what they want to hear from you. And you'll, like, that'll help build an audience. So, uh... Real talk. Real talk. uh, What's... What's your goal before the end of the year with your music? Definitely to get it, get it on the DSPs, you feel me? Get it on the DSPs, get it, um, 
put more out, more of that, more of it out. Probably like, let me see, we got like what, like six months left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably like more, definitely more of it out. Get more videos done, cause I got hella, I got hella songs in the vault. I just need like more videos, and I need to get it on the DSPs, and I need to get it on. Um, like I said, like the copywriting and all that shit. Yeah. So that's that's my goal by the end of the year. You feel yeah. me with the music? Yeah, that's that's definitely uh, important. And then with the videos, I be um, it's this dude, he a, <clears throat> he a white dude, and he do videos. But he'll walk up to like a hot rapper and be like, "Hey, shoot a video for uh, for free, but uh, shoot it. It only take like ten minutes." And he just do it'd be like this. He could be like, "He saw you outside." come in and do a music video in here and it'd be looking fire. So I I be I love that like how videos turn out. Like mm-hmm. when somebody do a video, like back in the day you watch a video, you'd be like, oh okay. But now to be with the cameras and the mics and stuff and to watch like somebody create it, that's like dope. Do you do your own stuff? Do you have a videographer? I got a videographer. But do you like do you have the vision in your head of what you want to do or do you kinda like let them do it? In the beginning, in the beginning, I let my, I let the videographer do it. You feel me? Shout out Hollywood Tone. You know what I'm saying? He got me started with it. He like, like I got this one video called Up Now. All right, we good? Hold on. Let me check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. Oh. It ended. Yeah. Shoot. Oh, damn. Uh, it didn't end, but it, uh, the memory card full. Uh, oh, shit. Is, is this one still recording? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, where is she at? Um. The I think we were talking about the oh yeah the videos yeah. So uh, we could just uh, do that, and then I don't know how. Oh uh, yeah, we right on time too. So we'll just uh, go back into the videos. You were saying shout, just say shout out to whoever. Holly, yeah, yeah. Hollywood Tone. You feel me? He got me started with the videos. He had like put the vision together. Like for one, this one video I got called up now. He, had, I don't know how he did it, but he made it hard. You feel me? Like he called up this girl. Woo-woo. We went over there. She she got in the video, but before that, we had shot scenes in other places, and he was and I'd be like, "Shit, we ain't gonna finish tonight." He was like, "Nah, I could see it. I could see. You know what I'm saying? I could see something else for us." So we wait. We had waited a little bit, then we finished it later on, and that motherfucker came out hard, and that's that's like my most viral video. You feel me? But now, I uh I mainly come up with the vision. I I think about how I want it to look. I think about how how the song sound, like what it looked like. What it looked like before I uh before it's recorded, like before the video recorded, mm-hmm. and I um tell my cameraman like oh let's go here, I want to do it like this and see if you could do this and all that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that that definitely shows uh growth, cause sometimes we just let you could let somebody else do it, um and then they'd be like man I ain't even like that or I think I could have done that. One thing I will tell you when you have a videographer, make sure you got a contract. With uh with it because um I had a, a IP lawyer like a copyright lawyer trademark lawyer on and she was like 
when the videographer do your stuff, they have the rights to it because they done the work. So you got to make sure you have everything in order. So say if you and your videographer, or, you know, or you had a new one and it didn't work out and he kept your stuff and he posted it, he can do that. And you can't do nothing about it. So always remember that with a videographer, you mm -hmm. got to have a contract so you can make sure that you, you got the copyright of it too so they can't just take your stuff and then just post it like they want to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, had, I learned that when I had a, a videographer, I created a, a contract. It was like this one I pay and this and, and so yeah. Make sure you had that. So whoever listening, make sure you had your paperwork right with your videographer because it's they rights, it's they cameras, they work. And I, I learned that. That's why I had different people on to to show and teach different stuff like that. So um, you're a jack of all trades. You work. You do music. You got um, businesses. What would you tell a young person three three actionable steps of they they want to get it but the streets right there but then they under, they got they understand they got a little talent to do something legal what would you tell them like three steps that they could do to go the right way and do what they need to do instead of going down that other other way You I feel like you got to be ready like you got to you got to be tired of what you doing and you got to want to see something different. You feel me? Like, you got to want to change for yourself. Like, it don't matter what I tell you, you got to, it got to be within you. You know what I'm saying? But, like, three things I would tell somebody that's ready is just probably change your environment. You know what I'm saying? Change your environment. Change, um... Your way of thinking, your way of looking at stuff, and um, really sit down, like sit down and make a plan. Whether you write it down or whether you got it in your head, just think about the move you will make to get away from that, or, or to stop doing that and do what you what you good at. That's legit. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what I would say. Them yeah. three things, three things I would say for real. Uh, I love that. Cause like you said, you could you could talk to to you blue, and unless they got it in them, unless they want it, they ain't really gonna do nothing. Cause a lot of times when we was younger, you know, somebody was telling us do this, do that, do this. We ain't do it right away, and it took us to bump our heads a couple times. But like you said, like if it's in you, go and do it. It ain't gonna be easy. Cause struggling is hard, and getting money is hard, and being wealthy is hard, and doing the right thing is hard. So it's all about what hard you want to go about. Definitely so, doing the right thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so tell people how they can reach you on um, social media. Uh, I got a Facebook, AIB Ran, AIB Hyphen R A N. YouTube, same thing. Instagram, B underscore R A N. Dot run it up all together, and um. Oh yeah, and TikTok, uh, businessman B Ran, B I D N E S S B Ran. You feel me? Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, appreciate you coming back on, man. Uh, definitely love to uh, hear different people's stories. And you from the region? I'm trying to think how many people. You might be the first person from the region that I've done in person. Everybody else been from Nap, because uh, it's a different uh, kind of energy up there, uh, up yeah. north. There yeah. it is, anywhere else in the world. But uh, appreciate you coming back on. Appreciate you uh, telling us your story. And I'm sure this episode is going to definitely help a lot of young people.
because a lot of young people, they want to go down the path of rapping and doing similar stuff that you're doing, but then they also got the streets pulling on them, that, that bad environment pulling on them. And just from hearing your story of you was in that situation and you was like, ah, I really don't. Because some people don't get that just juvie. They get some time and they, they do a bit and then they got to come out and try to, you know, restart. Definitely. So appreciate you. Um, give us a... Uh, I hate saying closing words. <laughs> give us a... Uh, closing. End this statement. Yeah, end this statement. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let me see. Oh, yeah, I got it. You feel me? Uh... In their statement, like, do it got to be like a certain about no, like whatever you feel to lead the audience with uh, before we get out of here. Um, use use what you everything happened for a reason. You feel me? Use what you went through to to learn from it and to teach people and inspire people, and uh, most importantly, teach yourself and inspire yourself to to keep going. You know what I'm saying? Like. Everything happened for a reason, good or bad. Use it, use it to your advantage. You feel me? Like I use, I use pain. Like it's it, it's amazing what pain can do for you. Like how it can make you. It can either make you strong or it can make you weak. You know what I'm saying? It's on you. At the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Like I would, I would, I would say just learn to use pain. Learn, learn to love pain. You feel me? It's it's power in it. It's On that note, keep being great. Hit that red button. Yes, sir. Uh